helping you achieve freedom and independence. This is The Phil Kennedy Show, where you learn how to take control of your financial future. Now, listening, guiding, and injecting hope, America's money coach, Phil Kennedy. What's happening, everyone? Good to see you on this Sunday afternoon, broadcasting live from Washington, D.C. This is The Phil Kennedy Show, where I cover everything about your money, including frauds, scams, and swindles. And not just frauds like fiat money and credit cards and timeshares, but the latest trends with fraud, scams, and swindles as it relates to young people, old people, and everything in between. And I've got some great stories lined up to share with you today. But first, phone lines are open, 571-520-PHIL. Please consider taking me up on a live call. I'd love to hear from you. We can talk about anything you'd like to talk about, anything from budgets to Bitcoin. They're all fair game, and I would love to hear from you because otherwise it's just me talking about articles, and that's not nearly as fun. We had a great call from Dino last week talking about non-fungible tokens, and I think that when I hear from you and I hear what you're interested in, it makes for an even better show. So feel free to call in. That's 571-520-PHIL. We'll be taking your calls live throughout the entire episode. First, I want to remind everybody that I continue to do a Financial Peace University class, and we had a great attendance for the kickoff this Wednesday evening. Over 20 people in the Zoom room. It's still open. I know you already missed the first class or the first session of my overall FPU class. It's nine sessions over nine weeks. And if you think that this is something you'd benefit from, I would love to see you in there. Just click my FPU link in the show notes page, and it'll take you right there. You can sign up. And you can meet with me and more than 20 other people across this great country every week to talk about budgets, savings, retirement, investing, you name it. All the things that are important here on the Phil Kennedy Show. I want to also direct everyone to the blog. you got to be signed up for the blog. I updated the subscription link in the show notes page. If you click on that, it'll take you over to my Wix page. Wix is a phenomenal product. If you've never used a blog before, I would start with Wix. They seem to have it down to a science. And from there, you can build an email list for free in upwards of 2,000 names. GoDaddy was charging me for this feature, and now I get it for free. So go there, check out my blog. I'm covering everything from retirement down to Bitcoin, and you can find it there. Let's talk about this week's article, though, because out of my FPU class came an interesting topic. And it related to a relatively boring issue, and that's the budget. Nobody likes to talk about the family budget. No one likes being on a budget, but it's a necessary evil if you'd like to retire with dignity and one day give generously. Just a reminder again, there's that FPU class if uh, folks would like to be a part of it. Uh, For those tuning in now, don't forget to smash the likes, and don't forget to let me know the live chat is working. So this week's article is entitled, This is Why You Give Every Dollar a Name. And I'll just kind of summarize the article rather than read it. But like most men, I get a haircut about once a month. 
I'd say I average every four weeks unless there's some kind of special event coming up, whether that be a wedding or a job interview or something like that. It's about once a month. So you can be rest assured in our family budget. That's going to be about 25 bucks. Reason being it's $18 here in the Northern Virginia area. And then just to make it even and give a decent tip, I think $7 is a decent tip. It's almost 50%. Uh, then I'm making an even 25 bucks. And that is a line item in our hair and cosmetics section of the every dollar budgeting app. And I've talked about that before on the show. I think it's a great tool. Everybody ought to be using something. Uh, Dave Ramsey's folks have it down to a science. Why not just go with every dollar? And if you're going to use every dollar, you might as well join my FPU class. and You can get it for free uh, with your annual subscription or even your three month subscription. So I get a haircut every month. My wife, on the other hand, doesn't desire to get her hair done every month. In fact, she only gets it done about once a year. But as you can imagine, this is something that costs a lot more because it entails so much more sophistication. It's a style. There are highlights. Women's hair is just longer. It's done more infrequently. Therefore, supply and demand, right? If you're sitting in the chair longer, it's probably going to cost you more to be there, whereas my haircut only takes about 15 to 20 minutes at most. So when it comes time for my wife's hair to get done, it's going to be about 150 bucks. And so what we do when we know that that is going to happen in the current month, we budget an extra $150 and we make the haircut or the hair and cosmetics line item $175. So I thought this was just kind of normal and ordinary and no one would think anything of it. But one of my good students pointed out the fact, you know, Phil, shouldn't your wife have some money that she can spend without your permission? And I was, I kind of took a step back on that because I, I wasn't sure if that was the message that was being sent. But it is indeed a great question. And the answer is a resounding yes. Every budget ought to have a category called fun money. And this is the category where you get to purchase items without consulting your partner or spouse because they are items that you were just going to purchase on the fly. You don't really want to talk about them. You just buy them and they're for you and you have full discretion. So for my household, my wife and I each have about $100 each for fun money, and we can buy whatever we would like with those. For me, it's usually specialty coffees or cheap cigars or something along those lines. Uh, so this now begs the question, well, what is a good rule of thumb in terms of fun money? Personally, I think it's about anywhere from 1% to 2% of your total budget and any more than that would probably be too extravagant, especially if you have debt. So if uh, say, for example, you have $15,000 a month in income and you want to have 2% of fund money, then that would be about 300 bucks. And I think that's a reasonable amount, but let me know your thoughts in the, uh, comments section or here on the live chat. If you think that's too much, then I'd like to hear about it. And if you think that's not enough, I'd also like to hear that as well. Phone line's still open, 571-520-PHIL. Next article I want to get into is about these tech support scams. Uh, the title of this episode is indeed Gen Z scammed out of Bitcoin. And what better way to scam them than 
through these tech support scams, which are not only ensnaring boomers, but ensnaring millennials and Gen Z at a higher rate. This article you can find over at AARP, and I think they did a pretty good job of discussing the topic. Microsoft survey finds younger computer users spend more time online and make riskier downloads. Okay, boomers, ready for some good news. Adults age 54 and older were less likely to lose hundreds or thousands of dollars to tech support scammers. A new global survey from Microsoft finds. These unscrupulous scammers pretend you have a computer problem they can fix, but they're not your friends, they're foes, and they're trying to grab your cash, credit card numbers, passwords, or other sensitive information. Some scammers direct you to a sketchy website. Worse, the bad actors may seek remote access to your computer to drain your online financial accounts. According to the survey, younger adults, especially men, were most apt to lose money to tech support scammers. Altogether, over 16,000 adults in the U.S. and 15 other countries were surveyed. And as this chart illustrates, boomers were less apt to lose money to tech support. Now, why is that? Because probably off the top of our heads, we would think, well, wouldn't they be less sophisticated or they would be more prone to succumbing to a scam like this because they haven't been on the Internet as long? Uh, but the reality is that works in their favor. And here's the reasons. Boomers are less susceptible to tech support scams, Microsoft says, because younger people are online for longer periods of time and more often engage in potentially riskier, risky online behavior, such as downloading movies and music, sharing their email in exchange for content, or visiting so-called torrent sites to download illegally copied video games and other entertainment offerings. The survey shows that most people ignore or have no further action with tech support scammers, but among people who were contacted and kept dealing with the scammers, Boomers and other adults age 54 and plus were the smallest group. They lost money 2% of the time, whereas, what is it, millennials lost the most 12% of the time. And Gen Z was right behind them, losing money 11% of the time. Overall, moving on here, the article continues, all consumers, regardless of age, should follow cybersecurity protocols. Those who were victims paid out at least $200 on average, and many victims faced repeat scam interactions. That makes sense, right? Like once they find a hole where they're pulling fish out of, they're going to keep fishing in that hole until it's dry. This was according to Mary Jo Schrade, a Microsoft attorney who leads its efforts to address tech support scams. Here's her blog post on the topic. Reports filed with Microsoft show that quite a few unlucky victims even lost thousands of dollars for fake technical support to fix non-existent problems. According to the survey, some victims paid using Bitcoin, which experts warn is virtually impossible to recover. I wouldn't say it's virtually impossible. I'd say it is impossible unless they somehow figure out who the recipient was and then they uh, get the private keys and then reverse the transaction. But how likely is that? As we've covered in previous episodes, prevention is really the only way to address fraud scams and swindles prevention and education because the vast majority of people who are defrauded never see the perpetrator punished or get their funds back more than 200 complaints a day according to microsoft microsoft which is in redmond washington receives about 78,000 complaints a year from victims of tech support scams uh it 
goes on here to say that recent reports of the FTC are another reason boomers and others should not breathe a sigh of relief. Complaints of tech support scams to the U.S. Consumer Protection Agency picked up in the first three months of 2021 after a few years of decline. Maybe we could thank COVID for that last year. But uh, yeah, it's obviously a scam that's been going on for quite some time and will continue. Fraudsters use what works. They don't want to recreate the wheel. And if this eventually becomes a scheme that people are understanding of, then it'll go away and they'll move on to something else. But the bottom line here is that very rarely is a uh, firm going to reach out to you and say, hey, you know what? And I'm going to get into this in in a later article here. But, you know, why would they reach out to you and say, hey, you know, you need to call this number to update your platform, your software. I don't think that's going to be the way to do it. And uh, that ought to set off a red flag in your mind. Hey, this isn't right. And certainly if you're, if you start, if they're starting to ask for money right out of the gate and making you feel uncomfortable, just hang up, Uh, turn off your computer, do a restart, Uh, talk to somebody who you are sure is with a firm and ask them first. Don't send money off to somebody who just recently contacted you. Unfortunately, too many people do this. we got Eric Jones chiming in. Phone line still open, 571-520-PHIL. Eric saying, question on stablecoins, USDC, and Tether in Abra app. These are yielding 8%. Think these continue to get more popular. Eric, thank you for the question. As I've said before, the red flag for any Ponzi scheme is an interest rate or yield that is far above what one can earn in most of the places in the market. I have been concerned about these marketed rates for quite some time, whether it be DeFi or other stable coins. And we stand by the belief, especially here on the Phil Kennedy show, that if it's not your keys, it's not your Bitcoin. And I think that one ought to do a ton of research before they start investing in these potentially high yielding platforms. Because although cryptocurrency is an evolutionary technology, fraud schemes don't change. And the reason Charles Ponzi was able to lure in so many investors was because he was offering a return far above one that could be earned anywhere else in the marketplace. So that's my take on these stable coins that earn interest. Beware. You know, I think I have good intuition on this. I also think I'm pretty wise when it comes to the market being overvalued. You go back to some of the May episodes. I had a caller who was interested to uh, start investing even more. And I said, you know what? When someone calls into the Phil Kennedy show and is talking about investing even more in crypto, that's a red flag. So right now, nobody is calling in to talk about crypto and it's been beat up the uh, mayor multiple well below 0.7. Now may be the time to start dollar cost averaging. And uh, maybe by the end of the year, you'll be happy with some of those purchases, not financial advice though. Don't forget to smash the likes and continue to give a thumbs up here. Still taking questions and your calls. We will take a quick break, and when we come back, 
I will get into two more fraud scams that will make you scratch your head and think, holy smokes, how is it that this person fell victim to such a foolish, foolish swindle? Are you feeling a pain related to money? Would you like some help with that? If so, I'd love to be your money coach. Simply head over to my calendar by clicking the schedule now link below. Set up your free consultation to see if we can work together to meet your needs. We'll discuss your personal situation and goals without any judgment. When you're ready to apply what you're learning on my show, then come check out philipkennedy.com. Yeah, definitely go do that. I'm still taking free consultations. I'll be doing that for quite some time until the calendar is so full that I only have paying clients. But that's not the case right now, so feel free. The uh, link is down there in the description, and we can talk about anything. We can talk about crypto. We don't have to talk about budgets and savings, but uh, that's eventually what we're going to get to because if I find out you have any student loan debt, I'm not going to be even remotely suggesting that you be dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin. But I will encourage you to get to a place down the road not too far where that is a possibility, and that will be an excellent motivation for you. We are now going to move over to the exhilarating world of the Real Housewives. I've never watched a single episode of this show. Uh, you know that along with I wish I could be able to say I never bought a lottery ticket, but I have done that. But uh, I feel like these are things that one should most men, especially the over it, over the age of. Uh, 40 ought to be able to say, yeah, I've never taken in an episode of The Real Housewives. But apparently there's one, and her name is Jen Shah. And she allegedly orchestrated a telemarketing scam against the elderly. Uh, that's a real winner right there. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I didn't even know they went to Salt Lake City. Star Jen Shah is allegedly one of the masterminds behind a telemarketing scam that targeted hundreds of elderly people nationwide, according to new court documents. The 47-year-old reality TV personality who was arrested for fraud and money laundering in March is one of six suspects with greater culpability in the scheme. In a letter to Judge Sidney Stein, prosecutors ranked more than two dozen alleged fraudsters in the case, from most to least responsible, placing Shah at the top of the highest tier. That doesn't sound good for her, according to documents filed Thursday in the Southern District of New York. Prosecutors say the wealth-flaunting celebrity and other suspects in her category, dubbed Tier A, are more senior participants responsible for orchestrating the broader scheme the court papers state. Shaw allegedly got leads directly from lead sources and provided them to coaching sales floors operated in Utah and Nevada. From what I understand, a lot of these boiler room type places are in Nevada. So it's not a coincidence that that happened to be the case. Her assistant, Stuart Smith, who was also placed in the top tier, allegedly owned and operated a sales floor in Manhattan that served as hub for the telemarketing scam, according to the court papers. The Bravo TV star and Smith 43 are accused of running the shady hustle in five states. Here's the real interesting part. They allegedly encouraged victims, many of them senior citizens, to invest in dubious 
online projects and bogus business services between 2012 and 2021, according to the indictment. So, again, the elderly being the target of this scam, and you can kind of see a pattern, right? Eventually, once you build up wealth over the course of your lifetime, and you have a nest egg, and you simultaneously are getting on in years, as my late grandmother say, great grandmother used to say, age is the great equalizer. And as you age, and it's coming for all of us, you will become less sophisticated with, or at least a less aware of some of the innovations in the fraud space. And unfortunately, the elderly become a target. And that's why I like to talk about updates in fraud scams and swindles, because these folks, and we all have elderly people in our lives, whether they be our grandparents or our neighbors, friends, or fellow parishioners, who we need to help educate about some of these things that are going on. Otherwise, they could easily be defrauded just like anyone else, especially if they have more downtime. They're sitting at home. They still have a landline. Maybe they're looking forward to talking to anybody if they receive a phone call. You and I, we don't pick up our cell phone if we don't recognize a number. But for people who grew up in an age where they didn't have a phone on them all the time, getting a phone call was sometimes a nice change of pace in the day. And so if the phone rang, they picked it up. They didn't suspect that there was any foul play involved. And uh, they've carried on with that tradition into their 80s and 90s. And when they talk to somebody on the other end, most of us want to assume that that person is someone we can trust. So if these scammers know that and they have plenty of time and a Rolodex of elderly people to call, they know that it's just a numbers game and eventually they're going to hook someone and possibly get away with taking the money that they worked hard over a lifetime to accumulate. And, uh, I think there's more, no more noble cause than trying to help prevent that. And that's what we're trying to do here on the show. Uh, for folks who are just tuning in, be sure to smash the likes and uh, let me know your question in the live chat. Still no calls, but I'll be glad to take 1571520. Phil, if not, then we'll get on with our last article of the show, which comes to us from CNBC. And this one is pretty interesting. The, uh, Real hook is at the end here. Penny stocks. I think the best advice I can give about penny stocks is uh, just never buy a penny stock. You know, maybe there's an exception out there, but uh, for the most part, I think if you steer clear from penny stocks for most of your lifetime, you'll never be disappointed. You'll never look back with regret. Uh, this article from CNBC entitled California Man Arrested for alleged $9 million penny stock fraud. A California man was arrested on federal securities fraud charges after making more than $9 million by manipulating penny stock prices and targeting retail investors, according to prosecutors and the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. We're just going to call this guy Charlie, 48. Uh he and his associates used deceptive promotional campaigns and high-pressure sales tactics from August 2019 to at least September 2020 to falsely inflate stock prices and unload shares for profit, according to a civil complaint filed by the SEC in Brooklyn. We'll skip this 
part and we'll move on. The man's alleged market manipulations tactics highlight how stocks traded on the over-the-counter market and their investors are vulnerable to fraud schemes. In August 2019, Charlie purchased 2.5 million shares of a company called Odyssey Group International, according to authorities. Odyssey is purported to be a medical product and health technology company. Its shares trade publicly on the -the over-the-counter market for less than a buck. Charlie bought the Odyssey shares for a total of $100,000, the complaint said. At the time, he reportedly controlled about 98% of shares available for trading. The linchpin of Charlie's scheme was his control of nearly all the stock that was deposited with brokerage firms and available for public trading, the float for each of these securities. This control enabled him to manipulate the market for these securities using a variety of deceptive tactics, the SEC said. This is a technique that's also widely used in the crypto space, folks. So beware of any coin that's come out recently. You want to really focus on the ones that are decentralized, immutable, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and, And the principle here is being revealed in the penny stock market. By the late July 2020, Charlie sold all of those Odyssey shares, making about $2.6 million in proceeds, according to the complaints. In addition to Odyssey shares, Charlie also operated similar schemes with at least two other microcap companies. The man generated $3.2 million in proceeds from selling his first stock and another $3.3 million from unloading the second one. According to the affidavit, Charlie and his co-conspirators hired individuals he believed had access to a call room, an operation that identified prospective investors and contacted them via phone or email to convince them to buy shares. And uh, how many folks probably think that he believed that the call room was in Nevada? Just a side note from our previous article. However, the individuals purported to be connected to the call room were actually cooperating with the FBI, the special agent said. The call room made false and misleading statements to investors and potential investors, according to the affidavit. In one example, the call room operation used aggressive and deceptive sales tactics to convince a victim investor to liquidate his holdings in a diversified target date retirement fund and buy Odyssey shares with the money. The FBI agent said the victim investor reportedly lost more than $39,000 from the ordeal. These guys must have been really good in terms of their sales tactics to convince somebody to do that, to go from a diversified target date retirement fund to these uh, penny stock shares that were mostly held by one individual. In addition to the call room, Charlie funded a digital marketing campaign to promote Odyssey shares to potential investors through newsletters and websites with deceptive statements or omissions, according to the complaints. Charlie and his associates also coordinated matched trades to inflate the stock price. Matched trades are prearranged purchases and sales of shares that fraudulently inflate the trading volume of stock, creating a false demand for the stock that sends the share prices higher. Sellers typically agree to pay the buyer a cut of the profit from the matched trade. All right, so now here's the most interesting part of the article. It was saved for the end. Charlie's LinkedIn account identifies him as the, as the owner of Lake Forest Body Center. The Orange County Register reported that Charlie, in 2007, lost his license to operate a spa, spa called Lake Forest Body Center in California due to prostitution allegations. 
this guy is a real great dude and uh you know all suspects are innocent until proven guilty in the court of law this is an indictment these are allegations but a pretty interesting article and i think that we can learn a lot from something like this well as we wrap up the show here I'll remind everyone that I'm still doing Financial Peace University. If you'd like to take control of your financial future and meet with myself as well as 20 plus students each week, go ahead and click that link in the description box and sign up. You know, as little as like 39 bucks gets you in the class. It's probably the best investment you could make if you're having money problems, money fights, those sorts of things. And I'm coordinating it. I'm leading it. So you can uh, talk with me personally each week about whatever you may be dealing with. Uh, secondly, don't forget to sign up for my email list. You'll get an email from me each week talking about all the things we like to discuss here on the Phil Kennedy Show. Things like insurance, Bitcoin, debt, retirement, and budgets. It's all in there. And uh, if, once you sign up, you'll get a weekly article from me right to your inbox and uh, you can let me know what you think. And you can also give me your feedback and tell me what you want to hear about. I can research topic, and uh, that could be next week's article. So I'm happy to hear from you. For uh, folks tuning in late, don't forget to smash the likes, give a thumbs up, and I will be back next week with another Phil Kennedy show and hopefully some live callers so that we can find out what kind of scams, frauds, and swindles you're dealing with and uh, what you think about the market, Bitcoin, you name it. Anything's fair game. All right. Well, until then, I'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Phil Kennedy Show. And uh, thanks for subscribing. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Phil Kennedy Show. For more, you can watch the show live on YouTube or listen on iTunes. If you would like to speak with Phil, then click the Schedule Now link in the show notes. If you enjoyed the Phil Kennedy Show, then be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes.